I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewest.substack.com. Today's Torah content was sponsored by someone who wishes to remain anonymous for someone else whom they wish to remain anonymous for an occasion that I'm told should not be mentioned. I would have found some sneaky way to show honor and gratitude to those involved and to the occasion, but I must respect true tznius when I see it. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the one-page article I wrote and published on my blog, Kohas Redim, on August 5th, 2021, entitled Musings on Unrecorded Shirin. One of the many changes in my teaching norms this past year 2020 to 2021, was the fact that I recorded the vast majority of my shiurim in classes. Between September and June, I recorded and uploaded 615 shiurim as videos and or podcasts. By my estimation, somewhere between 1 to 200 of my other shiurim were not recorded. The decision not to record these was intentional. In some cases, it was because I didn't want students to feel self-conscious when speaking up, for example, in Q&A sessions or discussions about doubts or struggles, etc., in other cases, it was because of the exploratory, unscripted nature of that particular shear. Recording has become the norm, which is strange, considering that I never recorded any of my shearing for my 11 years as a high school teacher. It's gotten to the point where I now feel like it's a pedagogical transgression to not record a shear. Occasionally, I'll give a shear I choose not to record, which turns out to be great, and afterwards I'll be filled with regret. The most recent time this happened was on Tisha B'Av, when I gave shear to the members of my family's shul in Seattle. Judging by the response, it was an enjoyable and eye-opening shear, but one which nobody will ever be able to hear again. This morning, however, I read a poem by Rumi which altered my perspective. Rumi writes, Don't worry about saving these songs. And if one of our instruments breaks, it doesn't matter. We have fallen into the place where everything is music. Let me just read that last one again. <laughs> I'll read the whole thing again. Don't worry about saving these songs. And if one of our instruments breaks, it doesn't matter. We have fallen into the place where everything is music. End quote. To my mind, one of the many purposes of a shear is to produce a thing of beauty. Therefore, when a good shear goes unrecorded, this uniquely beautiful thing has been lost forever. My first thought upon realizing this was to recognize the absurdity of this feeling of loss. None of my shirim were recorded until this year, and I didn't feel sad. And before the invention of recording, none of the shirim given by anyone was ever recorded. If I'm going to feel sad about an unrecorded shear, my sadness should be for the millions of great shirim that were lost throughout history. Moreover, in all likelihood, even the shirim that are recorded will be lost forever at some point. So what is there to be upset about? But setting these Kohelis slash Stoic thoughts aside... Rumi's poem helped me to recognize that I've begun to relate to my own shirim in a new way. I'm beginning to realize that it's not as much about the beauty of the product as it is about the beauty of the process. And the process doesn't go away when the shir ends. I feel this most strongly in my Mishle shirim as compared to, say, my Sunday shirim, uh, my community-wide shirim. This past Erev Yom HaKippurim, I gave a Sunday shir on the Midos HaRachamin. It was one of the best shirim I had given to date, but due to a Zoom settings issue, the video wasn't recorded. I felt crushed. So much so that I decided to give the entire shear over again that very afternoon on my own just to get the video. In contrast, if the same thing happened to a Mishle shear, I might be mildly annoyed, but I wouldn't be upset. Why not? Because in Mishle, I've fallen into the place where everything is music. 
I am secure enough in my Mishle teaching to perceive that the music inside of me is always playing. This gives me hope. The more Torah I learn, the more music I hear. The more music I hear, the less sorrow I will feel when songs are lost and instruments are broken. One day, God willing, everything will be music. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.